Hello everyone. Hello, hello. I'm Tony. And I'm Tally. And, and we, we are, are the Lazy Book Lovers. This is a podcast for book lovers who procrastinate about reading and have never-ending to-be-read piles. Today we are discussing some ARC reads that Tally has in yeah, her upcoming... Yeah, stop me procrastinating on reading. So this is basically <laughs> body doubling slash accountability. Yeah, so I'm going to go through my net galley, of which I have more books than I should have. So for those who don't know, NetGalley is a online place where you can apply, no, you can request ARCs. And ARC means advanced readers copy. Yeah, and they also have advanced listener copies at, at I don't know how to, ALC. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I tend to go on late night requesting sprees. <laughs> and then they just sit there. Yeah, I have like a little hoard. 60 books that I need to read. Actually, some of them I have read. I just haven't reviewed them yet, so they're still on my list. But yeah, so I'm going to go through the upcoming ones. Mm-hmm. And then I will mention them today. And then in the upcoming months, you should hear me talk about them after I've read them. So this is just basically 500 people holding you accountable. Yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> well, there's like, oh, there's... Five to nine hundred regular downloads happening per episode. Hi, guys. Hi. We're very excited Thanks you're here. Her. Sorry we had to take a little wee break. Oh, yeah. I was ill and then Tony was having a much-deserved holiday. Mm. That's Tenerife again. It's lovely. We that didn't was... actually talk about that, did we? We were too busy talking about work and stuff. And oh, yeah. Ah, it's fine. My holiday was nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and next week we were here all about some of the books you read. Yeah, I read a lot. I was, sun, I was just lady in the sun and read just things. Like reading, yeah. <laughs> so there is a bit of a theme with these books. They tend to be horror and or fantasy, mm-hmm. obviously. Because we are who we are. Yeah, and that's what I tend We'll to read request. other things if you request it, but until then we're going to read what we feel like. <laughs> we do have the window open for a bit of fresh air, so deal with it. Just like, <laughs> if you hear any noise. It's just muggy it's in England. So I don't know if that's a word other countries have. It's just basically it's like, like humid. humid and the air is heavy and sticky. We call that muggy. I don't know why. I took my son to the park yesterday and when I got home I was like really sweaty. Yeah, just, just from like, this, like, like layer air. on your skin. Yeah. It's just <laughs> Okay, so let's start with a book called The Dark Place by Brittany Brittany S. Lewis. Now, a lot of these, I will admit, when I'm on my late night requesting sprees, I request them on the cover alone. Yeah. So, Love some it. of these I don't actually really know what they're about. We're going to go and together. <laughs> so, this is a, a horror YA, and it says, You can only hide from your nightmares for so long. 17-year-old Haley Williams didn't ask to disappear. She didn't ask to move from Kansas City, Kansas, out to the suburbs in Missouri. Oh, Kansas City, Kansas. That's why, yeah. Out to the suburbs in Missouri. But she did disappear. And not only that, but when she vanished from our world, she materialised in a dark, twisted version of the night that changed her life forever, the night her older brother went missing. And the cover... It's got a woman, or a girl, I guess, 17-year-old, mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's got her lips are um, like sewn up, and then there's flowers. Oh, out. Oh, that's creepy. She looks really beautiful, but so creepy. Like the big afro hair as well, like the curly hair and the blue background. It's lovely. Yeah, so that is... I'm very excited to read that. That comes out in August. Next. Yeah, oh, wow, I really went on a, uh, a horror... <laughs> requesting spring um so the next one is called riding the nightmare it's by lisa tuttle oh with neil gaiman as a contributor but it's a real nightmare theme going on you've been sleeping okay (laughs) (laughs) um my daughter is going through the sleep regression oh okay that's really usually it happens earlier than this isn't it Mm. There's usually one around four or five months, and there's usually one around eight to ten months. So oh, okay. she is, she's ten months. She didn't have one at like four to five months. She's been a very good sleeper. But the main issue with her regression is that I'm still in my son's five year, five and a half year regression. <laughs> so um, they need to sync up. <laughs> I'm not getting much sleep. That's what I'm saying. 
Oh, and then the other night, for some reason, one of the cats, Charlie, uh, decided he was just going to wake up all the kids as well. Oh, no. He was just like, suddenly my son woke up. I went in. Charlie was like climbing over him, like waking him up. And I was like, fuck's sake, Charlie. Get out. Kicked him out of the room. <laughs> sorted my son out. Got him back to sleep. And then baby started crying. And I was like, why is she awake? And Charlie's like climbing on her. Oh, my God. I was like, what are you doing, Charlie? Charlie just chose chaos. It's literally three in the morning. It's not breakfast time. What are you doing? Well, because I've been doing so much relaxing. It means that my brain just is just like, well, we have nothing to think about. I'm just going to go fucking insane at night. So, like, I don't remember my dreams, but I know I dream a lot. I don't think they are good dreams because the person I'm dating had to keep waking me up to check I was okay. <laughs> yeah. So this is my theory that they're not good dreams. Um, <laughs> like usually apparently they're just, vibrant streams. apparently he just like strokes my arm and I'll go quiet again <laughs> so I'm like this little pony yeah <laughs> so um, but I, I don't remember what the dreams have been but I then know they're incredibly vivid and I feel very sunk into them mm. like really deep sleep which is usually what happens when I when I have relaxed a little got too much sleep which is like such like shouldn't be complaining about that really but my brain it happens every time I get too, every time I get too much sleep. My brain goes insane, and I get yeah. crazy fucking dreams that leave me very unsettled. But I don't remember them. I'm still like not fully recovered from that virus mm. either, which is really weird. So that, I had a stomach or rotavirus mm. or something. Stomach bug, I don't know. That was like three weeks. No, two weeks because we couldn't meet up before my holiday. No, it's three weeks nearly. Yeah. And I'm yeah. still, like, exhausted from it. it I took, don't know. I, I told you, it took yeah. well over a month to get over the one I had in February. Like, it wiped me yeah, for like a really I, long I'm time. I'm still having, like, daytime naps because mm. it's just killing me. I don't know what's going on. I mean, on. my one, I didn't eat for... I couldn't eat for, like, four days. But the actual, like, stomach virus part of it probably was the first 24 hours. Mm. And then for the preceding four days, I just couldn't eat, though. Yeah, I had um, stomach virus, like, the actual... Symptoms, yeah, <laughs> polite symptoms. Um, for like two days, and then yeah, I would say it was probably another three days before I I did eat a little bit. I was eating not, crackers, but I mean, like yeah. a substantial meal. Yeah, it was probably my, like my first meal. For some reason, I just craved McDonald's, and I was like, I didn't want any food, so that like, I ordered them. I ordered a McDonald's and just eat <laughs> to yeah. me, and it was the first full meal I could eat in four days. That's it was the only thing so I wanted weird. to eat. Because the only thing I wanted to eat was um, fried chicken. And obviously I don't eat meat, really. And that was all I wanted to eat. That was all I was craving the whole time. So we ordered fried chicken and I ate so much. Because you're just, whatever you want to eat, you're just like, oh my God. It's like like a pregnancy craving at this point. I have to have fried chicken. Like I've got a one-track mind. I had to have McDonald's. Yeah. Ah, That's crazy. Yeah, I So, um, Riding the Nightmare (laughs) by Lisa Tuttle with... uh, Neil Gaiman is a contributor. Um, it's going to be wacky. Yeah. I didn't realise until just now that he was a contributor, so there we go. <laughs> Over a 50-year career, Lisa Tuttle has earned a reputation as one of the greatest modern hor- modern authors of horror and weird fiction. That's funny, because I've never heard of her. <laughs> her most recent collection, The Dead Hours of Night, was a finalist for the Stoker Award. And now she is back with a collection of 12 unsettling tales, several of them never previously collated, including the long out of print and hard to find tale, The Dragon's Bride. Mm. Oh, so it's got an introduction by Neil Gaiman. Oh, okay. And I requested this because it had a creepy pony on the picture. It's not oh, a demon the, pony. Well, the pony itself isn't inherently creepy. It's just kind of how they framed it. It looks creepy. Yeah, it's got like... Red going has got like demon eyes, yeah. Like dripping down his face. Maybe she's not alive. I I will read it and find out. Ghost pony! Ghost pony! Right. So the next one is a YA horror. (laughs) It's called I Fed Her to the Beast and the Beast is Me. I I requested it for that title. Yeah, yeah, that would have got me. And this is by Jameson Shear. Um, oh, I didn't say when that other one was coming out, did I? Um, it comes out at some point, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Go look up yourselves. We can't do all the work. Uh, it comes out. Hang on, I can just click it. It comes out the twenty second of August. Okay, we'll do um, the work for you. I'm grateful. 
Um, and then I fed her to the beast. Oh, no, I feed her to the beast. And the beast is me comes out on the 29th of August. Okay, so this is by Jameson Shear. And there it says, There will be blood. And this is Ace of Spades, which is on my TBR, mm. meets House of Hollow, which is a book I was trying to remember a little while ago. Right, okay. Um, and it's a villain origin story. Laurie? Laurie Mesme. <laughs> It's Laurie now. <laughs> Wait, oh, we've got to do the name of disclaimer. Yeah, because it's usually indie books. The name of really disclaimer? Name disclaimer. Name disclaimer. Let's no, keep it name that. Disclaimer. Name of disclaimer. Uh, Natalie can't do names, regardless of your origin. Whether you are <laughs> Western, Eastern, wherever you're from, she can't do them. So my name no, none, wrong. none of the names are correct. <laughs> just a thing. Yeah, it's just part of my charm. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Laurie Mesny is a perfectionist with an axe to grind despite being constantly overlooked in the elite and cutthroat world of the Parisian ballet she will do anything to prove that a black girl can take centre stage to level the playing field alright calm down playing what is this on a flight path aggressive plane (laughs) is it literally coming into the house you know when we first moved here when I was a kid the plane noises used to terrify me and I used to listen and if there was like a pause in like the roary noise I'd be like that's it plane's coming down yeah I'm like you know it's like I didn't think I had anxiety and then I look back on that and I'm like I was literally staying awake thinking if I didn't stay awake and listen to the planes one would have 100% crash into our house yeah and I was like maybe that was maybe that was something (laughs) yeah like when I mean, we're not in a fly path where we are, so we just get very few, but we get a lot of, like, low-flying private craft yeah. and um, helicopters. Yeah. And when when they're, like, making not so much helicopters because they tend to, you know, make a solid noise because they, they will die. <laughs> yeah. um, but when, when, like, planes come across and it goes quiet for a minute, I'm like, that's it. That's gone down and I have to have a look for the flames. Yeah. I'm like, where, where's it gone down? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, we're right in the flight path. Like, when a plane crashes, they're crashing on the house. And I was so convinced when I was a kid. Context, also, my parents really liked air crash investigations. Uh, as a TV show. Might not be related. I, I might have issues with flying to this day. Who knows? <laughs> Little Miss like, goes on holiday all goes the time. Goes on holiday all the time. I was like, I'm not a good flyer, though. No. Like, well, I don't like taking off and landing. I think, like, sometimes you can just put it aside because the holiday's going to be mm. worth it. Like, it's a means for an end. Well, I don't know. I don't know. There was some statistic on one of these shows that, like, 90% of crashes happen in the first two minutes and the last two minutes of the flight. So once we're up at cruising, I can relax. I just always remind myself, because I used to be quite a bad mm. flyer, um because I didn't fly until I was like 22 or something mm. like that um, I always remind myself when I start getting panicky I always remind myself I'm more likely to die in a car yeah. than I don't get scared that's, in the car that's what so. I was saying too like, my, it's fine um, it's fine my boyfriend hasn't been on many holidays and is also not a little bit nervous at flying mm. um, and that's what I sort of said like you just have to remember you're more likely to die in a car than you are in a plane so just be um, scared of cars uh, I was like also the time oh my god Please don't make a shut the window. It's so warm. Nah. <laughs> um, when I was in flying from Thailand to Krabby Island, Krabby I was like, <laughs> I have to remember that they, that was during an electrical storm. So we, A, there was one across the city and we took off and it wasn't in our half of the city because like they can be very concentrated mm. storm clouds in these tropical places. And I remember being like in the plane looking and I'm like, and we're in the middle. I can see we're in level with the middle of the cloud. So then I'm seeing lightning go through the cloud. And I'm like, that's interesting. I should take a picture now. I'm just going to close this blind. <laughs> it was like genuinely like we're, we're in clear sky and then apocalypse is happening yeah. over there. And it was like proper tropical storm over there. And I was like, okay. And then we land in Krabby. We land during a storm, an electrical storm in Krabby and it was terrifying and they had a false landing they did the one bump took back off oh no and then they were like it's not safe to land and then they circled Krabby Island three, four times I don't know it went on for an hour we were flying through a storm for an hour in a fucking circle and it felt like a circle the Russian couple next to me slept through the whole thing (laughs) I bet you wish you were them 
they just slept yeah. and then like we finally landed and it was a really horrible landing as well and then we finally landed and then the Russian guy woke up and he just looked at me and I'm like fucking crying yeah like, uh, I've been having I've been having a panic attack in this yeah. corner while him and his wife just slept and he woke up and he just looked at me and went is good <laughs> I was like no <laughs> no it's not good I nearly died and you just slept through it <laughs> I mean what a great way to go <laughs> like the plane did that thing where the turbulence is so bad that it drops a few metres and I was like, I have to remind myself if, that if it can survive flying through a full-on fucking electrical storm, then a few clouds, which are causing the turbulence we're feeling, is like, fine. Mm. <laughs> there was, like, high winds, so the landing was a bit like, we're going to have to shut the window. Professional podcasting, guys. Um, we might have to give in. Our editor's screaming at us right now. To level the playing field. (laughs) (laughs) To level the playing field, Laurie ventures deep into the depths of the catacombs and strikes a deal with a pulsating river of blood. The primordial power Laurie gains promises influence and adoration. Everything she's dreamed of and worked towards, with retribution on her mind, she suppresses her bitter and privileged peers, uh, surpasses her bitter and privileged (laughs) peers leaving broken bodies behind her on her climb to stardom. Mm, mm, mm. And it's got a picture of, like, a woman's face in a river of blood. Oh, my God. How cool does that come? Oh, my God, yeah. That's really cool. If, like, this one and that, um, that first one I read, read mm. out, this one and The Dark Place, The Lady with the Flowers, if they're good books, I will want copies of them because they Yeah, those covers so are good. amazing. Right, next one that was also from my horror <laughs> rampage is called um, Downpour. Eh? 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 Just trying to find the uh, release date, uh, published date. It's called Downpour by Christopher Hawkins. It comes out on the 3rd of October. And this is a horror mystery thriller, apparently. Um, so, a sudden storm appears above an isolated farmhouse in rural Illinois, bringing with it a relentless and unnatural rain. A rain that eats away at everything it touches. A rain that turns people into monsters. Trapped inside his crumbling home, a father must do everything he can to keep his family from falling apart. But the rain calls to them and not everyone wants to stay inside. <laughs> and it's got like... Um, it's like uh, it's like someone's taken a picture of like a corner of a house. It's got like the wallpaper with some family portraits hanging, and then it's oh, cracking. okay. Like the walls cracking, kind of thing. But it looks like a creepy tree as yeah. well. Like the crack, yeah. yeah. The crack looks like a creepy tree. Portraits are creepy. Ooh, I'm creepy. I said crack a lot just then as well. Um. Next one. Oh, and I have. I was sent a physical co- physical arc of this, and mm. I am so excited. And I have the digital one on Netgalley Bookshops and Bone Dust, the uh, prequel to Legends and Lattes. <gasps> right, that's why I've heard of that. Okay. Oh, I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. Um. Let me just check when it comes out. I think it's October. I think I have that in a wish list somewhere. November, 9th of November it comes out. So this is the prequel to uh, Legends of Lattes, which me and Tony have both Mm -hmm. gushed about on this podcast many times. It's a very swift change in genre. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Horror to cosy fantasy. (laughs) And it's by Travis Baldry. Mm -hmm. Um, So this follows the main character from Legends and Lattes, uh, Viv. So... Viv's career with the renowned mercenary company Rackham's Ravens isn't going as planned. Wounded during the hunt for a powerful necromancer, she's packed off against her will to recuperate in a sleepy, a sleepy beach town of Merck. So far from the action that she worries she'll never be able to return to it again. What's a thwarted soldier of fortune to do? Spending her hours at a struggling bookshop in the company of its foul-mouthed proprietor is the last thing Viv would have predicted. 
even though it may be exactly what she needs. Still, adventure isn't far away. A suspicious traveller in grey, a gnome with a chip on her shoulder, a summer fling, and an improbable number of skeletons prove Merc is about to be more eventful than Viv could have ever expected. So I've seen some people review this. Mm. Um, everyone's like enjoyed the cosy fantasy vibe, but it has got a romance in it. Yeah, and everyone's like, it's kind of not. It, it's kind of disappointing because you already know. Yeah, who should... like you know then that Viv and this person with. are not weird together yeah. because they're not together in the next one. Yeah, but um, yeah, so it sounds cute and. I was so excited to have a Archerite. I know, I can't believe you've got an Archivist. That's exciting. Yeah. I'm so jealous. Because you, you apply for them mm-hmm. and then you almost never get told if you've got them. Yeah. They just appear sometimes. Oh, okay. So, yeah. I like I applied for loads of different Archs. Mm. I've been thinking about doing this, you know, getting into Archs. There's no reason that you shouldn't have by now. <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's like my next next stage of book nerddom. Um, you know, I tagged you in that thing for using the code story graph with Libra Epic. So I use this audio book subscription called Libro FM, but I never used it as a subscription because until now mm. it was US-based only. They've now expanded to the UK. So if you use story graph when you set up an account, you get a free credit. It's like nine ninety nine a month pounds. Um, yeah, so you, you get, you get like basically you buy one credit, get one free for that first month. Is how they phrase it in the comments. Uh, yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, um, but they also have a influencer thing, which is how mm. I use them in, because they, yeah. I couldn't buy audio books. Yeah, so you could sign up for the influencer thing maybe as well. <laughs> but yeah, so maybe check that out. Um, if you're wanting to stray away from Amazon, it's scribed as well. It's yeah, in the yeah. on Amazon. Please do use the link in my bio so I get three months as well. Oh, yeah, definitely. You get two months and I get. Yeah, if you use my link, I will put it in the Lazy Book Lovers link at our bio thing as well. If you use my link, you get two months for free yeah. and I get one month for free. So it's worth doing. Yeah, and I still need to do that. On an unrelated but very related note, I there's been a lot of discussion on the side of book talk I'm on mm. about cozy fantasy because obviously it's a new genre, yeah, and everyone's kind of discussing what um what creates cozy fantasy, blah 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 blah. Because some people say for it to be cozy fantasy, there can't be um smart, but no, I, don't no think that's it's, true. I think it's more a vibe of cozy fantasy. Yeah. But and everyone's saying it's like low stakes or whatever. Um but people have been saying that uh rightly pointing out that a lot of cozy fantasy also um kind of has um like negative things in it as well. So for instance, one of the big cozy fantasy books is The House of Cerulean Sea, which I've mm. discussed before by T J Oh gosh, Clune, thank you. Go listen to our previous episode where we talk about that in detail. But someone pointed out the uh, Legends and Lattes book, and the person mm. who was discussing it said they're a huge fan of the book. But they were like, you can't, you can't, um, it doesn't take away from the book, but they were pointing out that it's very uh, based on colonisation because Viv takes the coffee from a um, another group of people, she takes it from mm. the goblins. And then yeah, takes turns, the technology yeah, and turns and it into something else, for yeah. her, and that actually happened in real life. Like Western colonizers took coffee mm. and then created a thing of it. And I was saying that that is just a staple in a lot of cozy fantasies. Like no one was saying it's a mm. negative thing, but they were just saying you know, just it's interesting that a lot of cozy fantasies do seem to have these elements that. Yeah. Do you know, at no point does Viv try to claim that she invented coffee or that she's always like, oh, this is goblin made, this is a goblin thing that I tried from a goblin city. Yeah, um, but... I'm, she's paying the goblins to get that stuff as well. Like, her coffee comes from goblin makers of coffee, as well as her machine, and she's very open about that fact when yeah. anyone, anyone asks. But it is still very reflective. Yeah, that. yeah. So, yeah, it was just really interesting. Like, I've been watching mm. a lot of conversations about it, and I just thought it was quite... Interesting, but yeah, some people, a lot of people, said for it to be cozy fancy, it can't have smart. Or no, they use the the ridiculous term clean. It has to be clean, yeah. which is ridiculous because it implies that sex is dirty, which is not get your Christian bullshit out of my life. Mm-hmm. Right. 
Uh, next one. We're just going to um, flipty flop in genre a little bit. We're still fancy, but we're doing historical fantasy. Okay. Ooh. So this is called <laughs> Nef- Nephora. Nephora. Jimmy? Oh, yeah. Nephora? Nephora? Yeah, yeah, I think. Um, I will look up how to pronounce it properly when I talk about a review of it. <laughs> this is by Milana Evans. And let me just double check when this uh, comes out. I am trying to do them in publication order, so it will be after. So this is due to be published on the oh, 13th of February next year. Oh, okay. We're into 2000. Oh my god. That's crazy. We're actually in the second half of this year. Time isn't real. Mm-hmm. So, for readers of The Wolf Den, which I've not heard of, okay. and Kai which I do really want to read because I've only heard good things comes the thrilling tale of the forgotten daughter of the legendary Egyptian pharaoh and a path she must take to escape her own dangerous fate. There are many paths to power and they all come with a price. Nefaru, wait, how did I think it might be pronounced? Neferu? Nefara. Nefara. I will look it up. Princess and high priestess of Hemet knows her duty is to her people. When your mother is the great pharaoh, it is hard to forget. But her unique position at court comes with high risks for her country, especially when she's forced to serve her vile half-brother, a man determined to stop her potential rise. Mm. Peace, it seems, never lasts for women who wield power in the open, especially when they cross a vengeful man. That sounds awesome. Next one is (laughs) the second in the ledge, or no, the Glacian trilogy. What the um Chasm. Stacey Bowen. Oh yeah. exciting. Oh I bought a copy of Ledge, so I need to yeah. read that. It's in my like I've done a little uh Your next lot Next of ten. Books, yeah. I mean I didn't finish the ten we put together in that episode because um I didn't feel like it. Oh, fair enough. But I've been new ten and she's on my new ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really want to read this. Um so the second one comes out uh oh, 12th of September, so we're not entirely into two. I don't... Because mm, it's a sequel and neither of us have read Ledge, I don't mm. really want to go into... I'll tell you what Ledge is about. Yeah, do, so interested. do Ledge, but no, this is the second book. So this not is by Stacey McEwen, who you should also follow on TikTok. Yeah, she's, she's funny. Hilarious. She's funny on Instagram as well. She has a lot of stories. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I've recently followed her on Instagram. In a place known as The Ledge... A civilization is trapped by a vast chasm and sheer mountain face. There is no way for anyone to escape the frozen wasteland without befalling a deathly drop. And they know nothing of the outside world except that it is where the glacians reside. Mystical and vicious winged creatures who bring meagre rations in exchange for a periodic human sacrifice. Dawson, an axe wielder and only remaining member of her family, has so far avoided the annual culling but her luck has run out. She is chosen and ripped from her icy home, the only world she knows. No one knows what will happen to her on the other side, least of all Dawson. Murdered, enslaved, worse. A slow Ooh. burn romance, high stakes and even higher rewards. That sounds I know awesome. from her TikToks that someone gets killed off because she did that TikTok where she was crying when you wrote yeah, it. Yeah, when she wrote it. So yeah. I'm like, okay, I feel like she's going to break our hearts. I don't know, just from her TikToks, I trust her writing. Yeah, <laughs> like, implicitly. Ah, oh, baby's got to sleep finally. This is a text from her partner who's taking care of her children. Yeah. <laughs> um, baby was due a nap at 11 o'clock, and it is 12.30. This is all success. Yeah, I'm starting to put her on a bit of a sleep schedule, mm. um, because... I feel like she will be receptive to it, unlike my son who is yet to still sleep. <laughs> <laughs> but we love him. We love him. I'm not saying it's a negative thing, it's just a fact. He just, doesn't want to sleep. It's just the way he's wired, always yeah. has been. Yeah, it's very much, the more I've looked into it, uh, ADHD, sleep, they're not friends. Well, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, could, I, could, I could, well, and undiagnosed, but I could tell you. Yeah, and my partner has always had insomnia mm. and, yeah. Um, luckily his ADHD tablets he also has 
So he has ADHD tablets, whatever they do, whatever they are. And then he also has sleeping tablets. Mm. Yeah. I think it's a lot of because society is the way, the, the daily shift of society, the way it operates, is not the way ADHD people are wired. Cause they have it's not the way our sleep. bodies work anyway. No. We shouldn't sleep for that long in one no. go. We um, only move that way for industry, mm. like industrial. Yeah, because farmers used to like go to bed, sleep for a bit, get up, do some things mm. and then go back to bed. Yeah. Well, it's not normal for us to be awake as long as we mm. are and then to sleep for as long as we do. Mm. It was capitalism mm. and the patriarchy. But then also, like, typically you have what's called delayed sleep phase, which is where you are naturally, your body clock is, it's more natural for me to go to bed at 2am and get up about 10 than it is to go to bed before 12 and get up fucking early. <laughs> Yeah, and like teenagers, they their clock works entirely different. Mm. And like for me, before I had children, I I mean it's still probably true, but I haven't been able to do it. Um, <laughs> I need a minimum of ten hours. Yeah, like I can't until I had children. I couldn't work on eight hours. Like it yeah. just wasn't enough for me. Um, Whereas I kind of worked out my minimum to be a functional person. I needed like six to be happy. Five I can deal with. I can live on five, six to be like a happy, normal person. But if I go above eight too often, I get the horrible consequences, like Which the weird nightmares. Yeah. yeah. Um, not since I've been back at work, so see if that's gone. But yeah, so I don't know. For me, I have to keep it between, to feel good between six and eight. It has to stay within that region. Yeah. Now, um, I, my ideal is if I can get, two hours in one go yeah i can function mm. <laughs> but it's low <laughs> yeah the bar is low so the next one i was so excited yeah. to get approved for this and i literally okay. i cannot wait to pick it up and um, it comes out on the 19th of september and it's called never whistle at night and it's an indigenous dark fiction anthology by shane hawk and theodore c fan van oust jr apologies entirely um <laughs> so i have another a um another anthology by shane hawk which i haven't read yet okay i'm saving them i'm gonna do them both together at spooky season um but yeah because i'm just trying to i'm trying to find more indigenous books because mm. i really enjoy them when i read them and i realize i haven't picked up much recently so i've been trying to collect a lot of indigenous books so i can do like spooky yeah. and just read lots um because they tend to inherently be quite spooky <laughs> just mm. in general um so yeah this is a bold clever and sublimely sinister collection of horror fantasy science fiction and gritty crime by both new and established indigenous authors that dare to ask the question are you ready to be unsettled mm. many indigenous people know that one should never whistle at night this belief ranges far and wide and takes many forms. For instance, Native Hawaiians believe it summons the Hakupo, apologies, the spirits of ancient warriors, and Native Mexicans say it calls a Lechuza, a witcher that can transform into an owl and snatch the foolish whistlers in the dark. But what all these legends hold in common is the certainty that whistling at night can cause evil spirits to appear and even follow you home. Um... I was explaining. Oh, that's giving me goosebumps. Then I was explaining to my partner about the whistling man, and he has no clue what I'm talking about. I don't think he is as into creepy pastas as I am. But it's really funny because, it, like, our neighbour always comes to my partner for tech help. Yeah, he's like, "You're really good at computers and stuff." And my partner's like, "No, I'm not at all." And he's like, "Yeah, you've got that big computing setup." And my partner's like, "Yeah, for gaming, I know about." gaming like, yeah and like whenever whenever our neighbor comes around nick's all, my partner or nick is fine i think we yeah, said his name yeah. the time nick's always like uh let me go and ask natalie <laughs> so i'm very much more in the internet culture yeah. than he is as well like he literally he refuses to have anything but facebook and he's not a boomer so i don't understand yeah um so he doesn't know a lot of internet references no. does he so i was talking to him about the whistling man and i was like you know about the whistling man blah 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 and he was like no i don't know what you're talking about and i just started talking to him about the whistling man on the assumption that he knew what i was talking <laughs> about and um and then he was like no i don't know what you're talking about so explain the whistling man do you for anyone that's not too sure like if you hear 
there's a whistling man and if you hear whistling like around your house and stuff you shouldn't acknowledge it because if you acknowledge it you like yeah. i don't know invite him in or whatever and then like two days later i heard whistling in the house <laughs> well it was like outside and i was like nikki whistling and he was like i don't think i was but maybe and i was like no i need you to know were you whistling or were you not <laughs> you need to know about him. <laughs> um but yeah so i was watching so there's a tiktoker talking about um she's born and raised in the Appalachians. I love I love anything to do with that place. It's and so fucked up. Like the, the she was like these are just facts that all Appalachian kids like grow up knowing. Mm. Like if someone calls your name in the woods, don't turn no. around. You just um, don't acknowledge it. If you see it. people moving in the tree line, don't acknowledge it. She's like we all just know this is fact. I've just got a load of goosebumps doing that. Oh my yeah. god. Um but she was I'd like I'd be so scared but I've, I've, I've seen too many Appalachian TikTokers say these things for me yeah. to be like What's going on in the Appalachians? There's a huge fucking, a huge wild area. There could be shit going on there we don't know about. Yeah, there's definitely some sort of like because it's too wild for people to generally. There's some, there's some like ancient godlike things there. One hundred percent. Um, and there's a lady who lives in Appalachia, and she has a TikTok, and um, she is being like stalked by it's like um the outline of her husband mm-hmm. facing away from her so when she does videos you often see her husband far in the background facing away from her but it's not her husband oh my god that's so because she will turn the phone and her husband's next to her oh and sometimes god. she doesn't see it till she's editing and she's like there he is again there he fucking is again in yeah, the trees or whatever one of them was talking about like you hear scratching at the door mm. and they just go and lock everything up and stage stage the house yeah and it's just like standard yeah. i was like she's just like our oh, dad it's happening again. Yeah. And um And they all just like they all just accept it and like it's just normal. Yeah, and like the <laughs> You don't walk in the woods at night. That's where like the skinwalkers are and stuff yeah. and just oh yeah. I was trying to explain skinwalkers to my mother in law and she couldn't understand why I was like, It's really scary and she's mm. like, I don't understand what you're talking about. It's like whatever. Just you'll get eaten. But fine. <laughs> <laughs> I just think if so many of these things have got into folklore and it's been passed down through the generations, there's got to be a reason. Exactly. There's got to be a reason. Yeah. Even if they are just like safety survival tips that turn into scary stories like don't go in the woods at yes, night. fine. Still. A hundred Don't fuck with it. <laughs> um, in a completely different note, <laughs> I uh, requested and got um, approved for the third book in the um i think it's called the sheets series mm. but i haven't actually read the first two so then i okay. requested the first two and i got approved for them so i've got the free to read mm-hmm. so the third book comes out uh, the third book comes out in september okay now this is a graphic novel series and it is it's a really cute one. <laughs> it's a ya graphic novel series the first one's called sheets and it's written by uh brina brenna fumler and um it's about a ghost in a laundrette. Oh, that's so yes. cute. So the picture is the ghost in the washer, just like. But it's like a little like, like a sheet, sheet ghost. ghost. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, uh, uh, Marjorie Glatt feels like a ghost. A, practical 13 year old in charge of the family laundry business her daily routine features unforgiving customers unbearable PE classes and the fastidious Mr Salbertuck who is committed to destroying everything she's worked for Wendell is a ghost a boy who has lost his life much too young whose daily routine features ineffective death therapy a sheet dependent (laughs) identity and a dangerous need to seek purpose in the forbidden human world when their worlds collide Marjorie is confronted by unexplainable disasters as Wendell transforms Glatt's laundry into his midnight playground, appearing as a mere sheet during the day. And it's like a little series about them. It's apparently quite um, emotional. The second one's called Delicates, and it's um, a picture of Wendell as a sheet ghost in a camera, like... (laughs) Someone's got like an yeah. old school camera, not yeah. an old school, like a DSLR camera. Yeah. And Wendell's just hanging out in the thing. And then the she one that comes out in um, September called Lights is uh, Wendell just, I don't know, on a picture or something. But yeah, they just oh. look so cute. And I can't wait to read it. 
they're like 300 pages each so. oh my god that would be great it looks so cute. I know. I want it. I want it. I want a window. <laughs> okay, the next one. All right. Oh, this oh, is well, exciting. Well, okay. This is exciting. Uh, it comes out on the 14th of September. I'm on the street team for this. Okay. Every Exquisite Thing by Laura Stephen. You tagged me in it and I was like, it's already on my radar. Okay. The sapphic retelling of Dorian Gray. <gasps> yes, 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 yes. I remember this yeah, now. So I'm on the street team for it. Mm-hmm. So I have like weekly challenges until it comes out and I'm so excited. So this is um by Laura Stephen, who you may know from the Society of Soulless Girls. You may have seen that. She was That was quite big on TikTok. She's a TikTok mm. author. Um, I met her as well at Comic Con. Did you? Yeah, oh, she's exciting. really lovely. Um, so this is a feminist YA horror thriller retelling of the picture of Dorian Gray, and that was all I needed to hear. Basically, I mean, Dorian Gay- Gray was already pretty. Dorian Gay. Gay. <laughs> Dorian Gay. Yeah. It was already pretty gay to begin with. So making. I it. think Mrs. Sapphic would be yeah. so good. I'm so excited. Um. A searing exploration of beauty, identity, and what the pursuit of perfection costs young women. So, oh, this will make you cry. This is all I needed to know. That will make you cry. It's going to make me cry. Yeah. And I can't wait. I'm ready. <laughs> Laura, make me weep. <laughs> I am here for it. That needs to be the title, I think. Laura, make Laura, me weep. Make me weep. <laughs> and then I'm going to tell her. You can have that as a as a review. I haven't even seen it yet, but you can have that as a review. This is the preview. Make me weep. <laughs> so I'm really excited. I'm gonna be picking it up like ASAP. I have a few books I have to review this week, like pre approved uh, pre agreed, and then that's my next read. The next one is a book that I'm on the tour for in October, it comes out on the 19th of September. Well, no, sorry, scratch that. It's already out okay. in French. The translation, the English version, comes out in okay. October. Um, no, in September, and I'm involved in the tour in October. Okay. It's called The Court of Shadows by Victor Dixon, and it's the first in a, I'm going to say trilogy, I don't know, it's first in a series. Um, mm. So this is a... Uh, Historical fantasy featuring vampires. So, yes. When they pitched it to me, I was like, yeah, say less. Um, A fiery heroine seeks vengeance against a royal court of deadly vampires in his epic alternate history set in lavish facades. Versailles? Versailles. Versailles? Yeah, thank you. So, France. (laughs) Yeah. Louis... 14th transformed the sun king <laughs> from the sun king <laughs> into the kingdom of shadows when he embraced immortality and became the world's first vampire for the last three centuries he's been ruling the kingdom from the decadent court of shadows in Versailles. thank you demanding the blood of his subjects to sate his nobles first and maintain their loyalty cool. oh that means the setting is all going to be in the palace of versailles yeah which is like beautiful by the way but when you walk around there you're like I understand have you been there I've been twice oh um but when you walk around there it's so lavish mm. that you're like mm, I can kind of see why the French people revolted so like you can see it all from the gates and that's what they would have seen back in the day as well it's yeah. all from the gates you can just see this like ornate beautiful palace but when you go inside everything's gold gilted like there's chandeliers there's the hall of mirrors unnecessary so he made he made like a dance hall that's like lined on mirrors like all on one side glass on the other which would back then would cost a fortune beautiful chandeliers um i mean it's beautiful uh it's less beautiful when you find out there's no toilets and they used to shit in corners as aristocracy it was like very normal to shit and poo and like pee in corners wow. and the servants would just clean it up yeah of course so you're like I'm like I didn't know that when I visited but now I'd be like looking like where's, where's, where's the, the shit? evidence where's the shit stain <laughs> um, oh. and it used to be like yeah lots of very bored rich people used to just hang around and get drunk and high <sighs> in Versailles that is too good <laughs> and like the grounds are beautiful as well and then um 
Marie Antoinette's little separate house because you know a whole palace is not enough. She built a house on the grounds that is takes she... twenty minutes to walk to. Is she the one that had like a um, cosplay town made for them, her and her friends, to pretend they were poor? Um, I don't think she's the one that the whole make, uh, let them eat cake, cake. Yeah, mis- misquote is attributed to. I feel like and she was married to Louis, whatever. And they had two kids. They all were hung, killed in the French Revolution. I feel like I saw a TikTok about her, like, she had a little, um, like, village and they... Oh, she... yeah, when Marie Antoinette pretended to be a milkmaid. <laughs> she was basically this very naive Well, she was, wasn't Dutch she, like, 14 or something sold, when she... yeah, to the French yeah. crown at, like, 14. Her and Louis didn't have kids because no one explained to them how to have kids. Mm. So they thought they were making babies and it turns out they just didn't know what they were doing. Um... And after they were, had it explained to them, then we had royal heirs appear, which is fucking That's hilarious. So and she was just a child who was a queen. Yeah. Um, and like, like much, much. What of the, do you expect from? Much of the grounds can be attributed to her. Like she planted a lot of the trees and the walkways and the gardens. Um, but it also cost a fortune because she had fully grown, grown trees transplanted and imported, and she wouldn't have understood the value of money or anything no um yeah so she spent an exorbitant amount of money building what she believed was the ideal picturesque french farm Mm. where she and a select few of her companions would spend their days dressed as milkmaids and shepherdesses pretending they were simple peasant girls do you know what I mean? It's just play. Yeah. It's play, and everyone but... like bullies her about it. Like now, everyone's mm. like, oh, she was such a dick. It's like, she was a child. She was literally a child. She couldn't Given... go on TikTok and learn about other people's lives. <laughs> Given the fortune of like an entire country. Yeah. Like even, there's lots of evidence. Imagine that... having a village built though, just yeah. to play. Yeah. How wealthy well, like, of you. <laughs> Louis obviously became king at like 14 as well. So there's a lot of the poor decisions about taxation and whatever that led to the revolt were not his decisions or were his decisions but he was a feckin' child yeah. <laughs> raised in a golden palace so yeah like literally um but i think that make for a very good vampire fiction yeah that that setting if they set it in the palace i i assume it is yeah, yeah. well i will let you know in a couple of months because it's like by train it's about like 40 minutes to an hour outside of paris so by post drawn carriage surely that would take them hours to get to to Paris for their vampire needs mm. <laughs> um, and the last one I'm going to talk about okay um, comes out in I'm going to say September oh, 15th of August um, The Witch is Back by Sophie H. Morgan mm. um, so this is a, uh, a romance because I am reading a lot of romance recently yeah, um, I mean I enjoy it Born a Witch Ameline um, Ameline Ameline yeah I think it's that Blue Water's days of trying to fit in are over they mm. ended seven years ago when her when the man she'd hoped to marry left town without a word she's much happier now living a human life and running her own cocktail bar <laughs> until Bastion True Note what is with these surnames mm. walks through the door and announces that he wants her back Bastian had his reasons for leaving Emma, even if he can't tell her what they are. But now a curse in his family dictates he must marry her, yet Emma is not the meek witch he remembers, and not easily won over. Magical contracts are not easily broken, but they do become even more complicated when you fall in love. Ooh. So yeah, that sounds fun. That sounds good. Yeah. I'm all about the romance recently. Why the fuck not? So yeah, they are some of the upcoming that I have been approved for that I need to read there is approximately like 50 additional to that that have already come out that I'm late on reading and reviewing but we're just going to ignore that we're not going to talk about that we're not even going to tell you about them we will get to them at some we will get to them when we get to them (laughs) they're already late what's it matter it's so funny when at the end of someone like all my friends who've listened to the podcast recommend a book for me to tell you about and I'm like I will pass it on. Natalie will read it eventually. When is a different question. I'll come back to you in like two years. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I've I've really realised I have been reading a lot of books for like 
tours and yeah. stuff that I've agreed to. And then there's books that I really want to get to that I've just not been getting mm. to. So I think once I've got this month and last month, I had a lot of tours going on. Yeah. Um. So at the I've I've already decided in August I'm gonna start. I'm gonna. I think I've only got like three tours. Mm. There's only like three mandatory books, mm. and then I'm just gonna let myself pick up the books I want to pick up. Yeah. So I really want to read Ledge. I really want to read um, You're Not Gonna Die Here Tonight by um, Kaylin. I can't remember. It's the same author of Cinderella's Not Dead. Okay. And I really want to read the Heaven's Official Blessings. Oh, I thought that we read that already. No. No, okay. I really want to read it. Yeah, I thought that was um, in your immediate list. Yeah, it is. Because mm. <laughs> uh, I've had ones I've agreed that I need to yeah. review. Um and the every exquisite thing is obviously mm. top of my list. So I think they're the ones that I'm going to prioritise once I've got these. I've got three more reviews yeah. this month. And then... We're heading into a lot of books come out in September, don't they? Mm. We found that before. Like, September and December is, like, big book time. Yeah. Which obviously. makes sense. Yeah. Um, like, marketing-wise. So it's around the academic year slash uh, Christmas. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. They're the ones that I want to get to soon. So hopefully you should hear about all of these in eventually in Indeed. what I've been reading. Hopefully this year. I'm gonna say this year for the this ones year, I've just mentioned. Alright. I believe in twenty twenty three. Maybe do we it. should do it in our end of year wrap up. Yeah, whether <laughs> or not find this list and see how many you read. Yes, <laughs> let's do that. Hold me accountable. <laughs> so yeah, let me know if any of these are on your radar, if you've mm. read any of these, or if you now want to read any of them, let me know. Um please, 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 please follow and rate us on um wherever you listen to your podcast and in particular on spotify and apple podcast leave us a written mm. review because if you have words with your rating um it really boosts us in the algorithm i recently found oh, cool. so we don't care what you write you can just literally write down your most current read and i will love that because it yep. will still help us in the algorithm please we'll, consider we'll, doing we'll that be interested we'll know what you're reading yeah that'd be wonderful we would love that very much mm-hmm. um and also please follow us on our socials you can find us on tiktok instagram linkedin facebook um but most importantly please rate us and leave a review <laughs> yep yep it is making a difference like some of you have clearly been doing it i can see it in our analytics yeah, thank you our analytics are steadily creeping up there and it's yeah. very exciting yeah we're um, reaching a point where we feel comfortable to try and reach out to sponsors so yeah and then so that's like thanks to whoever you are listening yeah that we could potentially start to earn money from this and that would be wonderful and it's been like a bit of a passion project for a couple of years but it'd be really cool if we could earn a little side hustle money yeah like we really want to be able to like upgrade mm. our equipment mm-hmm. um and then that would mean that it would sound better for you guys so as if well. you issues with the sound <laughs> go and rate us yeah <laughs> so then we can say to people like look we're really good yeah <laughs> give we... us money <laughs> <laughs> and then we can buy better mics <laughs> <laughs> so yeah we will see you next week for a what tony's been reading recently and maybe what have you read much i probably I'm have i can't remember i literally... you always say this where you haven't read much and you always have read more than me without fail i've not updated my story graph so i really cannot i'll tell you oh it's all gone Pete on. That's a very British phrase. Yeah. I don't even know how to translate that. Um, I, I don't is that, know what... Is that Cockney Roman saying, pink tongue? Because it means wrong. wrong. Yeah. Um, I don't know what I last updated. But yeah, I've got, we'll figure I've it got out. a couple. We'll, we'll figure it out before yeah. we go and record <laughs> the next one. <laughs> okay, speak to you next week. Bye, guys. Bye.